What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 310th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SPJ. I've been talking for 12 hours straight. Here I am to talk for like another hour. Will is also here. I'm very excited that our next episode is going to be 311 because then we'll be like that really cool 90s band or that not cool at all 90s band, whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah, I would lead in the not cool, but... Well, that's your opinion. You weren't there. They had one good song. They had two good songs. Two good songs, my bad. Yeah. I actually bought that album on CD. Lost it, though. Hmm. Sees how much much you cared. I mean, I lost a lot of CDs when I went digital. No Al, no Miss Delaney, a.k.a. Not at this hour of the night, dude. No (laughs) Micah. I don't know how you dragged me out this late. Uh, We probably could have gotten Micah, and if we waited like four more hours, we probably could have got Al, because it would have been morning time for him. Well, and Rochelle, too, would be getting off work at four o'clock in the morning. No Irene, just us. But we're the dream team. Like we are, we are the two that hold held down, hold down the fort. We we sink we sink with the ship. Or we're like the, like the bread that the delicious sandwich ingredients is there. There they can be put in the middle there, but you're always going to have bread. We're the yeah. bread. Yeah. Sometimes the news is the meat, uh, and you know sometimes it's the cheese. I don't know where I'm going with this. I meant that Al was like the cheese, oh, Rochelle was like the turkey, and Micah I, was like the avocado soy. spread. The avocado. That's good for Micah. <laughs> yeah, that's good, actually. <laughs> and you you are the, the top piece of bread, and me, I'm the bottom piece of bread. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, Holding it all together. Man, this week has been so busy, and none of it has to do with Pokemon. I don't know what happened with my freelance clients because obviously i do freelance work to help pay the bills but they all decided they wanted work done this week not last week when i had you know nothing to do not that not to say nothing but like it would have been nice like if even one of them picked the week before or one of them picked next week but nope they all decided this week also my car broke not really broke. I got a repair. Like, I got my brakes replaced, and then my brakes were squeaking after I got it replaced, so I had to drop off my car. It was just a very hectic week. And now that week is over today, which is why we're recording late because of some other stuff. But either way, a couple things before we get started. We got some news today. We got Pokemon of the Week. We're going to leave it there just because it's very late, <laughs> very late for Will and I. we not missing a Monday. That's what's important. But a couple things. First thing is there's a giveaway going on for an Elgato HD60S capture card. This is a capture card that you can use with the PS4, the Xbox One, the Nintendo Switch. You can stream from it. You can record from it. If you plan on making any content or just you maybe you want to just record your gameplay for your own self-need. I did partner with Elgato. They're, they've given me this to give away to you guys. That tweet is on Twitter. You can, real basic things, the first two things you have to do is follow on Twitch, follow Elgato on Twitter, then there are a couple other ways to enter. If you're in Slack, there's a Slack post about it. If you're a Patreon backer, there's a Patreon post about it. If you're none of those, that's fine. It's on Twitter. It ends on June 1st, so you got plenty of time to do that. Please enter if you care about that kind of stuff. If that's not your thing, don't worry about it, but hey, 
If you want to maybe possibly stream Pokemon on Switch if it ever comes out, saving you like 150 bucks if you win. So why not, right? It's a giveaway. It's yeah, two gleam. those Elgatos are real nice. They're nice, yeah. They're very nice. And if this goes well, I'm sure Elgato will partner and give me some more stuff. They seem pretty happy with this so far. So yeah, a couple days left on that. That's the first bit of news. I don't know if I have a second bit of news. I probably did, but I forgot it. So let's talk about real Pokemon news. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) Speaking of the Switch, let's just get this news out of the way. If you can go to store.nintendo.co.uk, there's a website. It says we've updated our privacy policy just like every other website. Every other website. Thank thank you, European Union. uh, Privacy is very important. It's just... Just annoying that everyone has the same copy and paste. I mean, what else is there to say, really? We care about your privacy. Click these new terms. Okay. Uh, but yeah, anyways. The law went into effect on Friday, so hopefully everybody's got their updated privacy policies out there. Yeah. Nintendo sure does. Store.nintendo.co.uk. Uh, register your interest, Nintendo Switch Pokemon. Enter your email below to register your interest in our pending title Pokemon on Nintendo Switch and be the first from us to hear about how to pre-order other exciting new Nintendo services, promotions, and events that might be of interest. So if you want, people have like lost their minds over this because... N- I don't know what happened. Half the internet didn't realize that Nintendo got up at E3 in 2007 and said a Switch game was coming for Pokemon. I don't know how people missed this, but this uh, this made news. I figured we report on it. Once again, Nintendo has confirmed Pokemon is coming to Switch. I don't know how many t- times they need to say it, but uh, if you want to sign up, you can. I-, I believe if they had said that in 2007, people should have lost their minds because... Not only did the Switch not exist at that time, the 3DS didn't exist. At the, did the DS even exist did I say in 2007? 2007? I meant 2017. Yes. You always catch those little Shh, things. Because I'm always paying attention. <laughs> I, I mean, like, if this, is, this is coming soon, right? Like, if we don't hear a Pokemon announcement by the end of E3, then I'm assuming next year. Otherwise, I'm assuming it's going to be before or at E3. Or maybe they'll just do like Apple did that one time and they'll make the announcement and they'll say, and you can buy it now. Nah. That's never going to happen. Nah. Although games should start doing that. Like, I feel like the theatrics behind like game releases are are, are a very late 90s, early 2000 thing. I think I talked about this before, but like. We know there's going to be a Halo 6. We know there's going to be a Gears of War 5. We know there's going to be 17 more Call of Duties. Like, the secrets, secrecy, we know there's going to be a million more Pokemon games. The secrecy behind this is just really silly, in my opinion. Well, I think they, they think that the value is in building up hype before the game comes out. And they I don't think they, they've looked into the value of the hype after the game comes out and it's actually a good game that people are talking about and telling their friends, hey, you should play this game, right? Because the value is, like, people haven't seen the game, so if we can get people talking about the game and excited for the game, they're going to buy it even though they don't know what a terrible piece of garbage it is. But once yeah. it's out and they people know it's a terrible piece of garbage, then they won't buy it. So they've got to build that hype ahead of time. We need to shift away from that and just make better games. Yeah, it's also like like 
it's it's so excuse my language it's dumb like the like in in the case of how smash how dare you it, say dumb how in 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 case of smash brothers like why not just tell us what it is like why make it a secret is it a remake of smash 4 is it smash 5 like why what benefit is there to have the internet arguing and making like clickbait videos of like, oh, these three silhouettes in this video confirms that it's Smash 5. And then you have another person on Twitter saying, I did the research and because this specific line in the S confirms that it's a remake of the Wii U version and it's going to be Smash 4 D. Like, just tell us why make it this whole affair. It's uh it's so frustrating. Like it's not it's to the point where it's not fun. I remember being a kid and being excited that maybe one day we will get StarCraft 2. And how many years was there between StarCraft and StarCraft 2? Like 20 years or 15 years or something like that. But like I never went to the point where it was like, "Oh, do you see this little zergling and this little marine and like because of this specific scene 32 minutes exactly into the game when the stars are aligned to the south this confirms that one day blizzard will do like the whole everyone who parades around this theatrics of like game releases it's just not fun anymore but you you know what's even more than that i remember in my own experience um i was like in a best buy i don't even know why i was in the best buy i don't think i wanted to be in the best buy and i was just looking at the ps2 games because i had a ps2 however many decade ago that was and i saw this game i had never heard of anywhere it had a rainbow on the cover and a cow and a grass and some like weird ball thing and i was like wow, that game looks super weird, and it's not that expensive. That's the kind of game I would probably like. And I bought it, and it was Katamari Damacy, and it was probably the best game I've ever had. And it was, like, so, like, unknown new experience for me. Like, I I had no idea what to expect or anything. It made that game so fantastic. And you just don't get those experiences of just, like, randomly coming across something really cool and then having lots of fun finding out what it is because everything's revealed ahead of time now. Or it's revealed in a way where it's just, it's just not, it's just not fun to talk about. Like, I can't, like, there's either people with the, like, going back to Smash, there's people with the wildest dreams of what it could possibly be, and then there are people that are like, this is just a remake, when hiding what it is is not going to sell more or less copies, it's just making people angry at each other. Like, do, do they not know? Do they not know the internet is consistently arguing about what this is? It's the same thing with Pokemon. It's like, oh, they trademark let's let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. Those are definitely the new games when in reality like we don't know that. And it's yeah, it just like doesn't not even a Pokemon name. <laughs> it just doesn't make fun conversations with people that you do want to enjoy this passion with. Like, there was a point, I don't know, I feel like I'm an old man now. There's just a point where, like, it was like, oh, it'd be FYI, cool. FYI, you are. It'd be cool for this next Pokemon game, but now it's just like, this leak, this rumor, this, this, and just, ugh. And everyone has a voice, and it's cool that everyone has a voice, but also there's a, a lot of those people shouldn't have a voice. Well, I mean, a lot of it is, like, there's, it's not only that people will be talking about these things and stuff. It's like if if you come to them and you say, 
You know, actually, I don't think that that's as convincing evidence as you seem to think it is. And then they feel like personally attacked. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm just debating whether that's real evidence or not. Yeah. I'm not saying that you are a horrible person. Yeah, there was like a couple of things today where somebody was like, oh, this this Eevee account tweeted that there's this huge Eevee thing coming. And it's like, okay, dude, first off, that Eevee account, it's a Japanese Eevee account, if you guys don't know. They've been doing this Eevee thing like every month for the last, I don't know, 300 years. It's <laughs> it's Japan specific. They always tweet weird things on, on Sunday America. And then it leads to something that's like a free iPhone Eevee wallpaper calendar that you can download the next day like it's nothing ever important and people are like all up in arms and it's like do like three seconds of research could this Eevee Japanese account be hinting at something sure anything is possible I could get hit by a car tomorrow and not even leave my house because I don't but I could possibly get hit by a car (laughs) but Eevee has always been popular it's been popular for about 22 years. I wouldn't say that it's more popular now than than it was four years ago. Like, no. And and you're right. They feel like I'm personally attacking them. And it's just like, no, I just happen to spend 10 more seconds knowing a little bit more than the, than of the subject than you do. And you, you've, you've taken the first thing you've read on the internet and saw maybe that somebody retweeted this Japanese Twitter account. And now you're running to the moon with it of like, you were the one person on all of social media that has discovered this Japanese Twitter account, even though like a lot of people follow it. And most of those people are Japanese because this is a thing that has exist for, existed for a long time. Like it's, it's nothing. It's honestly nothing. But like, look, I'm not attacking you. I just know like, no, it, this is not any. Um, <laughs> No. <laughs> That's all. No. That leads into our next bit of news, which is the year of legendary Pokemon distributions continue in Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. For the month of June, players can get their hands on shiny Zygarde. In the U.S., you can obtain this Pokemon by visiting GameStop and EB Games for Canada. It will be offered between June 1st and June 24th. You are in Europe or Australia. You can get shiny Zygarde through the Nintendo Network until June 22nd. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. It will be level 100. Have the ability Aurora Break. Hold a golden bottle cap. It will know the moves Thousand Arrows, Outrage, Extreme Speed, and Dragon Dance. In Sun and Moon, it will be level 60. It doesn't say here, but I'm assuming it will have a regular bottle cap as all the Pokemon has have had up to the point. Well, no, Lands Wrath, Glare, Safeguard, and Dragon Breath. I've never used the move a thousand arrows. I believe it is a ground type move that is exclusive to Zygarde, but I've been wrong before. But I believe that that's what it is. Wait, so the ability is Aura Break, not Aurora Break. Oh, my bad. Yeah. The Northern Lights, you know. Uh, what does this do? It it inverts the what? I've never heard of this before. What aura break? Yeah, isn't it always Zygarde? Isn't it that its only ability? Maybe yes. Maybe no. It uh, aura breaks is primary. It also has power construct, but no hidden ability. Hmm. 
This is also confusing because it refer, the, I'm reading about Aura Break and it just has like all these things on it that I've never heard of before, like Fairy Aura and Dark Aura. Well, what, what are those? Well, Xerneas and Eva, Evatel have Dark Aura and Fairy Aura, is, respectively. Oh. Because Zygarde is the one that like stops those two from fighting or whatever, or like call, like the one that settles the dispute now it all makes sense because what it does is it reduces the power of their those abilities oh i thought it was going to be something like um what was it like terra volt or that zekrom and where it's just mold breaker uh, yeah turbo blaze yeah where it's just mold breaker but it they they just gave it a different name no, Zor- or Zygarde is like the like a Power Ranger. I mean, it turns into Megazord and it like settles disputes, or it turns into a dog, just like a Power Ranger. Yeah, just like Tommy. Tommy, I don't remember Tommy's last name in Power Rangers. I know nothing of the Power Rangers. One of my friends dated one of them one- at one point in time, and that's the best I can tell you. Dang! Did you know the what was it? Was it the Black Ranger? I think was missing a finger. You go back and I mean, watch lots old- of. If you People go back, are missing fingers. But if you go back and watch old Power Rangers, like you, like he, they almost never show his one hand because he's missing a finger. But you can see it when he holds up his morpher that he's clearly missing uh, one finger. I never noticed until like a year ago when somebody pointed it out. I think it's the Black Ranger. <laughs> somebody pointed it out. Now come on. <laughs> Look. Get your, get your Zygarde. <laughs> shiny. Shiny, shiny Zygarde. Shiny Zygarde. You know what's going to happen, Will? In six months, people are going to be like, where'd you get that shiny Zygarde? And we're going to be like, oh, it was from this event. Because every single day on Twitch, I'm always asked, where did you get that Mew? And I go, the Pokemon 20th anniversary. <laughs> I'm like, I, I see those. And I'm like, did you, were you literally born yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get your Dark Cry? Pokemon 20th anniversary. Where'd you get your Dark? Where'd you get your Jirachi? Pokemon 20th anniversary. Hey, where'd you get that Genesect? Pokemon 20th anniversary. <sighs> Surprisingly, a lot of people miss the year of mythical. Will <laughs> I, I? I'm and they're probably missing the year of legendaries as well. Uh, I'm on top of the year of legendaries. I like this year. I love that Pokemon does this stuff. I do. I do love the once a month yearly uh, distribution. Once a yeah, once a month Pokemon distribution or whatever it's called. Uh speaking of Pokemon that does something once a month, or in this case, it feels like once a week. Leave no my transitions this episode are spot on. Leave Dude, no it's it's like midnight. <laughs> Leave no stone unturned during this adventurous advent trainers. Adventurous new research is on tap during an exciting in-game celebration starting May 24th. Unique field research is available with some exciting rewards, including a raid battle appearance by Pokemon such as Aerodactyl. Throughout the celebration, rock-type Pokemon such as Geodude, Lyleap, and Nosepass will appear more frequently in the wild. It will also have incentives for you to trek around. Your Pokemon buddy will earn candy for... Times faster through the event. Plus, you will receive extra XP for spinning photo discs at a Pokestop or gym. 
up to 10 times the un the usual amount if it is your first time encountering a unique Pokestop or gym. Fortune favors the bold trainers, so get out and adventure before this ends on June 5th. Get up and go, which I've heard rumors that the next Pokemon games are called Get Up and Go Pikachu, Get Up and Go Eevee. Yep, that's the English translation. Yes, this is uh, obviously a Pokemon Go event. If you want the gist of it, there are three new shiny, five new shiny Pokemon. Kabuto, Kabutops, Omanite, Omastar, Aerodactyl can all be shiny. Get 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 up and go, I guess. Also, Lyleep, which is a pretty rare Pokemon, I think was only available in 5k eggs at like a 2% hatch rate, is everywhere. So get your Lyleeps and uh, what's the other one? A Anorith? Yep. That thing exists. Get that. Stock up on your nose pass for when um, Gen 4 arrives to get your uh, probe, probe pass. Probably. Probably. It, and some other Pokemon Go news that I'll piggyback is Poke the Niantic has announced that uh, Alolan forms are coming to Pokemon Go. They didn't say when. They did provide a teaser image. That means, just real quick... Ratat, Raticade, Raichu, Sandshrew, Sandslash, Vulpix, Ninetales. This sounds like a Pokerap. Diglett, Dugtrio, Meowth, Persian, Geodude, Graveler, Golem, Grimer, Muck, Execute, Executor, sorry, and Marowak will all have Alolan forms. We don't know what they look like at all. Also, Forbes is questioning why Pikachu doesn't have an Alolan form. That's very interesting. Thank you, Forbes, for the list. We don't know when they're coming. What do you mean we don't know what they look like? We know exactly what they look like. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. We don't know, like, how they evolve or anything. Oh, okay. My bad. Like, we don't know if it uses the same candy. Like, if you have a bunch of Pikachu candy, we don't know if... um, Like, how do you get the Alolan Raichu if you need, like, some special tool or something like that? I don't know if your uh, birthday hat Pikachu can evolve into birthday hat Alolan Raichu. I don't know if your witch hat Al Pikachu can evolve into Alolan witch hat Pikachu. I'm not sure. I don't think anyone knows. Alolan witch hat Pikachu. No, Alolan witch hat Raichu. Yeah, whatever that's called. Uh, some people are upset that Gen 4 is not coming. Those people probably don't understand that half of Gen 4 is evolutions from Gens 1 through 3, such as uh, Rhyperior, Tangrowth, Electivire, Magmortar, uh, Probopass. The other half of Gen 4 is legendary Pokemon, because <laughs> that game has like 700 legendaries. That's very true. I know people are excited for Gen 4 and Pokemon Go, but hey, half our evolutions that you already have the candy for, I know most of you have 680 Murkrow candy. Don't worry. I'm sure they'll be spin a stop seven times in a row to get some item maybe once a month to evolve your one single Murkrow. That's still not perfect. Uh, and the other half will be legendaries that will release in raids that you will all complain about because you don't like doing raids anymore. So that's all of Gen 4. Uh, this is a... Uh, I think it's cool, though, that Gen 4 jokes aside, I do think it's cool that Alolan Pokemon are coming sooner rather than later. I mean, I, I think I think it's nice. I just, I, I don't, people are weirded out and they're like, they haven't even done Gen 4, Gen 5, Gen 6. Why are they doing Alolan? And I'm like, because they can do whatever they want, actually. 
Yeah, I don't like why is there this, this specific order? And I think people forget like Togepi was in the anime way before Gen Two was ever released. Dawn Fan was in the very first Pokemon movie before people actually knew what Dawn Fan was or where it's supposed to be. Munchlax Ho-Oh was, was in the show before there yeah. was supposed to be a Ho Oh. Munchlax was in the hit game Pokemon Dash before Gen Four even came out. Like this is not unusual. I don't know why people are giving. Niantic a hard time for releasing what like 20 Pokemon quote unquote early like this seems like the perfect time what I hope I don't know anything about this, this is my speculation I would love that to see if these Pokemon are only like summer only whereas like maybe they're only avail- available for like July and August and then they're gone because it would be really cool to start looking forward to seasons in Pokemon Go I think as somebody who uh, has has complained about Gen 5 quite a bit in my podcasting career. The one thing that Gen 5 did amazingly was seasons and looking forward to those. It would be very cool once Gen 5 does come out to be like, oh, sweet, once winter comes, I can get a winter sawsbuck. Spring, spring sawsbuck. But in reality, also, like, to look forward to, like, hey, every summer I can get this Alolan Doug trio. And if you're a new Pokemon Go player who might have started in October or November, now you're like, oh, man, if I would have started a couple months earlier, I could have got a Lolan Marowak. But now, yeah, it's a bummer that you didn't get it. But now you can look forward to something come the summer. I'm not I'm not saying they're doing this, but I'm, I, I would like that. I think that would be cool. And then more Pokemon Go on rotation in, in a way. No, I you know, I actually like the concept of ro- like rotating the Pokemon so that eventually there'll be less pressure to keep releasing more and more and more. They can slow down on that, and they'll just say, all right, different Pokemon are only going to appear like at different months of the year, and you have to be playing all 12 months in order to have a chance to get them all. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait another 12 months to get the next set. Yeah, it would also be cool for like balance things, whereas maybe in the winter you can only get you know, Vanillite or... Volpix and uh, Electivire, and so like if the meta slowly changes, you're like, oh man, if I if I would have saved my Vanillite candy, it would be really good in the spring. But I don't have enough Vanillite candy, and that would be really good right now. So I'll have to wait till like winter to get some more. And it would just be cool to actually like feel like you can look forward to Pokemon you've already caught before in a game where you catch a million of the same. Pokemon. Yeah. It's not a bad <laughs> thing, but you need to make it. You need to give people a reason to still catch normal Mankey. Well, they're going to have like Mankey EX <laughs> and Prinplup EX. They're going to have all the EX, then the GXs and the, like what I've learned from uh, Pokemon Duel, the UXs. Got to get those. Primate Break? Uh, sure. Why not? Not only do we have breaks, we have cross breaks. Let that sink in. Well, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much uh, it for Alolan Pokemon coming eventually to Pokemon Go. Uh, the Adventure Week is up and running for those who care about some candy uh, bonuses and or shiny Pokemon that are there. S- still love that Pokemon Go has something to look forward to pretty much every month, if not every other week but also like hopefully the main series games take advantage of something like that because it's clearly working in this format 
E3 is, what, like uh, two weeks away, I think? June 11th? Yeah, two um, weeks away. So Just about, yeah. Oh, I remember what I was going to say at the beginning. Uh, I don't know if we're going to squeeze in a break this episode because I think we're just going to do Pokemon of the Week. But what I was going to say at the, at the beginning is I will be at the uh, Madison Regionals on June 2nd, which is this upcoming weekend. So if you are going to Madison to compete in the TCG or the VGC, I will be there at least on Saturday. Probably not on Sunday because I highly doubt I'm going to top cut. <laughs> but if you are there Saturday, please say hi. I will be around. I don't know what I'll, I'll probably be wearing an ISC hoodie or something. So feel free to say hi. Uh, I believe Micah will be there. I don't think Irina's coming. I believe she has a dentist appointment, plus doesn't want to pay $50 to play Pokemon. Really expensive now for whatever reason. I will be at the regionals, and then when I get back on Sunday, we'll probably talk about that, and hopefully there will be Pokemon news. I'm sure there will be, but we're like I said, we're two weeks out from E3, so I don't know if um, we're getting Pokemon news then, or before, or not at all. But yeah, Will, Pokemon of the Week... Are you ready for this? I am. I'm listening this time. I'm still going to get you. This Pokemon is a Pokemon made completely out of programming code. It has a pink polyhedral body with a blue stomach, blue triangular prism feet, and a blue rectangular prism tail. It has a pink polyhedral head that ends in a blue beak and has hexagonal eyes. Built into this code is Silfco Copy Protection DRM, preventing duplication through electronic means. Due to its man-made origins, this Pokemon does not need to breathe or eat, though it can still accept food if given. It has the ability to convert its body into digital data, allowing it to travel through cyberspace. It was created 20 years ago using the latest technology of its time, so many of its parts have since become obsolete. This Pokemon has two signature moves, Conversion and Conversion 2. It can use Conversion to change its appearance to mimic another Pokemon's. This Pokemon has also demonstrated the ability to change color for camouflage. Because it's ma it is man-made, it is generally found in computers or in labs and other buildings where people work. In 3D games, such as Pokemon Stadium, it can detach its limbs and head from its torso. Maybe that wasn't as difficult as I thought it was going to be. Porygon? That's Porygon. <laughs> that colors kind of give it away. Yeah, and also that it's man-made out of digital code. Um, origin, it may be based on the concept of a bird made with primitive, primitive 3D graphics software. It may also draw inspiration from an origami crane. Oregon is the only Pokemon that evolves by trade twice. Once holding an upgrade into Porygon 2, and a second time as Porygon 2 into Porygon Z while holding the dubious disc. It is the only Pokemon in its three-stage evolutionary line that does not require level up by triggering any of its evolution. It is possible to acquire Porygon Z at level 1. Porygon's evolutionary line is the only three-stage evolutionary line where members can all learn both Giga Impact and Hyper Beam, as all three were considered fully evolved during their respective debut generations. Hmm. 
Porygon's shiny is the pink turns blue and the teal turns pink. It's kind of an inverse, but like, well, it's more of a, like the it's the red that turns blue, and then the teal turns pink. Yeah, I wouldn't really consider that a. It, it, yeah, I would consider a it a. Yeah, it's a pinkish red, but it turns reddish pink. Yeah, yeah, and then it's stomach. Yeah, it like. It's it's hard to explain, but yeah, the pretty much the pinks and the blues flip, but they're totally different pinks and blues. <laughs> That's the best description. Yep. Probably the way to say it. Uh it is genderless for those curious. Uh it also has a catch rate of five point nine percent, if that matters. I don't can you catch a wild porygon? Is that a thing? I feel like it's always gift. Uh no, I think you can catch a one in the wild. I'm Hold looking on a second. Mirage Island, Mirage Island, Mirage Island. You can. Is that in uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire? Yes. You uh, get it in the Ether House in Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. You get it uh, by trading slash the White Forest in Black and White. Uh, you get it in the Game Corner in Heart Gold Soul Silver. You get it in by a from a person in Vilestone City and Platinum Trophy. Okay, Trophy Garden Diamond Pearl. You can catch it there. Fire Red Leaf Green Game Corner Crystal Game Corner Red Yellow Blue Game Corner Gold and Silver Game Corner. So yeah, I guess you can catch it in White Forest. I don't think I've ever done anything in White Forest before. Well, but White Forest is weird because you have to have like so many like street passes with people and Ugh. you have to grow the tree. Ugh. Uh, it's I mean, it's not that horrible, but it's it's not simple. So, it it gets complicated, and especially the way that you have to to get specific Pokemon, it just, you had to get particular people to come to your white forest and the tree had to be big enough. And Yeah, I never played white at all. I only played black and black too. That's unfortunate because white were the better games. Oh. Because Zekrom is better than Reshiram, 1,000%. They're okay. Ugh. Man, that Porygon yellow sprite is something else. Yellow, yeah, in in the in yellow version, it is a weird, weird Porygon sprite. Wait, I had yellow. Oh, because it's the yeah, it's also a weird. Well, because that wasn't a color version of the game, right? Yeah, so it's like just different darker shades of silver <laughs> yeah. and gray and white. It looks kind of like somebody heard it. Oh, poor Porygon. All right. Well, I think that's it. Uh, don't get me started on how annoying trade items are. You need to get a dubious disc, which only Porygon needs, and you need all these memories for Savali and all these plates for Arceus and all these disc drives for Genesect. It's just too many items. We've had this you conversation. Know, why don't you go play Yokai Watch if you're going to have so many issues? That's what I gotta say. They got they got dubious discs. They have no dubious discs in Yokai Watch. <laughs> Wait a minute, what are those things you put into the actual watch? Those are pretty uh, dubious. Coin uh, coins? I don't know what they're called. 
their discs. <laughs> are they dubious though? I mean, they are That's yokai. I, I think they're pretty dubious. Yokai, yeah, yokai's are the most the most dubious. Well, I think that's our show. Uh, I will be in Madison on Saturday, the Saturday, June 2nd. Uh, giveaway for a Elgato HD60S on Twitter slash Slack slash Patreon slash probably Facebook. I don't know. Probably in the podcast uh, notes as well. And I think that's it. Short and sweet. We'll do some emails next week. We have a couple new couple new emails came in last week. I don't think we did as many the week before. So email address sbj at pkmncast.com. What is the last thing? Last thing, last thing. Oh, yeah. We're like less than 30 reviews away from 900. So uh, that's kind of the goal before the end of July when we celebrate our anniversary, our eighth, eighth anniversary of ISE. So if you haven't done so, leave us a review in iTunes. I know it's a terrible application, but what can you do? I mean, there's worse applications out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will is at Washing the Sink. I am at Dragging a Lake on Twitter. If you want to follow the podcast, at Pokemon Podcast. Doing some Twitch stuff this week. Finishing a marathon on Monday for some island scanning. 12 hours if you're listening to this on Monday and you're like, oh, Steve's probably live. That's true. I probably am live. Uh, we might start speed running Pokemon Dash. Uh, so there are only two world record speed runs recorded for Pokemon Dash. That means if I play it and record it and submit it at the speed run, I will be the third best Pokemon Dash player in the world. Now take note, if people start speed running Pokemon Dash, they've stole this from me. No one has sped run this game in over a year, and I'm going to be number third. Maybe... Try for a first and second, although I doubt I'll ever be that good at that game. So probably not. I believe in you. So maybe some speedruns of Pokemon Dash and probably a little bit of TCG on the stream this week. So look forward to that. Finally, uh, if, you're in, if you're in Slack, and if you're not, you should be, isc.cash to sign up and get into Slack. They are doing a tournament in Slack called the Mega Slacking Cup. Uh, that you can you can sign up for. Uh, I would jump over to the battle channel, hashtag battles, where they they're talking about it. I believe there's a separate battle for the slacking cup, but if you if you're curious, there will be some prizes for that. Uh, I think they did they gave out a trophy last time. I should know this, but um, they yes, gave out. There trophy. was a trophy. There will Andrew be Andrew won it. I'm sure, pretty sure there's going to be a trophy this time. If you have any questions about that, uh, the admin team knows all about it. They kind of took care of it. Uh, they want to get 16 players, and I think they're close. Trophy I will last be time. participating in this competition. <laughs> if anybody wants to battle me, this is the way to do it. Um, so I don't know all the rules, but uh, it's in Slack. So if you're interested, again, the Mega Slacking Cup is going to take place. I believe the actual tournament takes place in June, so, uh, mid to late June. So you've got you have time to sign up and stuff. But again, if you're in Slack. And you're curious with curious of that, uh, just some friendly video game competition. I've heard from everyone who participated last year; it was extremely fun. So it's cool that the community came together and is doing it this year. I'm a little bit not involved just because I have so much going on this past week, but uh, wanted to pass the message along to people who might be interested. But uh, other than that, 
I think that'll wrap up our show. So this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super Effective was created and produced by me, Steve Black Jr. Logo and artwork were also created by me. The music at ISE was created by Nicholas Burgess. If you enjoy ISE, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcast or just tell a fellow friend about the show. ISE is my current job right now, and I need all the support I can get to keep doing it weekly. If you'd like to support ISE, you can do so on Patreon. You can support me by heading over to ISE.cash. For as little as $2 a month, you'll gain access to our Slack community where you can battle, trade, and chat with other trainers. And for $5 a month, you'll gain access to our bonus anime podcast. A quick shout out to our producers of this show, which include Robert, Kevin, Mason, and Cygnus. Thank you all for listening.